You're listening to the Connecting with Purpose podcast at Covenant Health with Chris and Daniel, a podcast where Covenant caregivers can connect with executive leaders on healthcare hot topics in the Texas, New Mexico region. Hey folks, welcome to Connecting with Purpose. I'm Daniel Ronick, your Chief Nursing Officer, and we are launching a brand new series on safety in the workplace. Uh, This is a topic that has certainly uh, been highlighted in a lot of different forums and and is certainly a topic that we talk about in the hallways. Uh, I have with me today Mike Finley, who has been a covenant caregiver for over 45 years. Uh, I was excited to get to meet him the first time I met him. And then recently we were at our uh, caregiver anniversary uh, celebration, and he was one of a few that had uh, over uh, 40 years of service and even in 45 years of service. Uh, so it was, it was great to uh, connect with him. Uh, safety in the workplace has been uh, a, a topic that will always uh, be hard to, to just do well. Uh, we have safety issues that come from uh, patient clinical conditions. And then we have safety issues that come because the environment itself uh, causes challenges. And we're really focusing on uh, the environment itself uh, when uh, a situation could be de-escalated, when um, some kind of uh, spidey sense, a, a, a hair on the back of the neck tells me, hey, something's wrong here when I notice that somebody's dressed in an unusual way or speaking in an unusual way or calling my name out in an unusual way. And that makes me uh, fearful. Um, Our caregivers have to uh, recognize these moments. They have to work through these moments. They have to heal from these moments. Um, And so, Mike, one of the the reasons to bring you in is... uh, uh, Chris Lancaster, our CEO, uh, told me that you stopped him in the hall and said, we have got to do a podcast on safety in the workplace. And if I, I was thinking through this, some, um, I thought you've been here 45 years. You have got to have seen a bunch of different safety in the workplace concerns but there are tons of other things to talk about besides safety in the workplace. For this to be something that you feel so obligated and courageous to, to say, let's, let's, let's get some light on this topic. I think uh, that's a testament of how much you love the people that we work with, uh, how much you desire the in, in environment to be um, safe and fun. And so if you would uh, just tell us a little bit about your passion, uh, what you've learned about this and, and, and why you think it's such an important topic. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, <clears throat> I've always been very adamant about workplace safety. And it seems at Covenant, a lot of the safety is just automatically built in as I I've noticed, you know, we take it kind of for granted that the building is structured correctly and that we have the red dot areas and our fire extinguishers. But my main concern was um, that I think is an emerging issue is the workplace violence. 
And um, of course, you know, <clears throat> I'm a little guy. If you don't know me, I have to let your listeners understand that I'm a I'm a short little guy, and I've had <laughs> older brothers beating up on me. So I learned how to run then. And then me goes and joins the army, and then I'm in an army barracks full of some of the greatest army warriors in the world, and they're chasing me. So I've learned to run <laughs> a whole lot. But then when I left the military, I came into to healthcare, and this was an environment that was mainly women as the coworkers, and um, except for a few occasional psych patients that we had at the then existing Three Central, it's of course not there now. Uh, we, it was pretty much quiet. So something over the last ten years, I would say, something has changed, and um, uh, we're all kind of noticing a lot more aggression and a lot more. Um, Sometimes violence from either our family members who are uh, going as far as slugging us, some land and some don't, spitting on us. And uh, I'm noticing something has changed. It seems like to me, the way I'm seeing this, is we've kind of entered into an era of self-appointed privilege, you know, where people who've learned this culture out there are bringing it into the hospital. We have the... COVID that emerged a lot of Karens and Kens, and we seem to be um, getting more and more angry and a lot more arrogant and a lot more um, combativeness. Um, I remember about, oh, seven years ago, one of our RNs had left Covenant to go to the the Monford unit, and it wasn't maybe six months later. She was one of our patients in the trauma surgical ICU, and she was, bless her heart, completely destroyed and mangled from the violence that had occurred from the inmates. And uh, it seemed like uh, nurses are telling me, well, we've we've always been assaulted, you know. And I was kind of looking into this, and uh, like one half of the nurses do report this violence. The Department of Labor says, you know, there have been in this past uh, decade 80 fatalities uh, from workplace violence, and nurses are like 12 times more likely to experience these violence. As a matter of fact, for facts, it's, there's been incidences from 2011 to 2013 of about 25,630 assaults, which I thought was a whole lot. So I began to take a big interest in what what's going on, what's happening. <clears throat> uh, and I think the thing that really got me going and being open about it <clears throat> is what happened in Dallas. Uh, for the benefit of your li- listeners, I want to just kind of brief them on that. Back in October of 2022, um, um, a family member went into the Methodist Hospital at Dallas and had shot two people, her, his girlfriend, Jacqueline, and one of the social workers, Katie Flowers. And I, I had to ask the question, how in the world, how could that have possibly happened in a, in a structure, in a building that's safe with security and all that? And I began to realize, um, well, they... The police admitted there was a failure. He had taken off his monitoring device off of his ankle, and he escaped through that. And at the hospital inn, it looked like, and we'll probably, I bet we'll hear later on about this from future episodes, but there's a thing called the differential association theory where it failed. In other words, law enforcement uses this theory in your first and second degree associations to a criminal, and that predicts how close you're going to be to a crime or committing a crime. And poor Miss Jacqueline was just the the girlfriend to Nestor, 
who was extremely violent, had multiple arrests, but nobody had picked up on this association, this um, <clears throat> differential association theory association, realizing that she could be the the medium for a violent crime to come in through one of the family members. <clears throat> and um, so I began to really start to dig a whole lot, asking nurses, what was going on, and it seems like, wow, we really are in an area <clears throat> and in an age where in my own unit, people are getting, nurses are reporting, getting slapped, kicked, spit on, uh, nurse managers are reporting, and things that I didn't know that were going on in the background is nurses are communicating, managers are communicating with other nurse managers and other areas of the hospital who are having, at the same time, the very exact same thing we are. We're seeing a whole whole lot more um, violence than I think we, we've ever seen. I'm the kind of a guy that believes in the law of first precedence. I, I, I went downstairs and I said, well, surely we're telling people when they come in, you can't act like this, you know. And I did see big signs about our masking policy, but I like, well, do they know that they can't bring in guns and they they can't bring in violence? And I just didn't see anything to that effect. I thought, surely this can't be the case. We was, you know, we would want to have a a big sign that says this is what's going to happen. I'm not saying this is what to do, but I'm saying it would be nice if they knew if you bring in violence, this is what we will do as an organization. That's the law first precedence, and they'll see this every day that they come in, and they'll know if I misbehave or mistreat a nurse, I can expect to see this because I saw it downstairs. <clears throat> I guess my point here are, um, well, you know, there's two factors that are going on. There's the, the, the males, and the males who are nurses or um, visitors are more likely to go to war. They're ready to go to combat, and I've learned this through the military and growing up all my life. But the female nurses are, are more likely to not stand up for themselves and not report it or um, likely to put up with the physical abuse or the emotional abuse, which I think is where we can provide the tools for them and the education for them to give them uh, the ability to to stand up and not tolerate. It's just like one of the nurses said, it's it's just never acceptable to be hit by a, a normal patient or a confused patient. An injury is an injury. And I think by focusing on workplace violence and the tools that, that y'all can provide for us, it'll help us a whole lot. I, at this point here, I just, having spoken to so many people in so many spot interviews, I'd I'm not real sure that I could, myself could say that I have confidence um, and and that I'm ready. I, I just don't think that me personally, I would be ready. So, Well, Mike, thank you for sharing your passion for this topic. And we are going to launch a series on uh, workplace violence and safety in the workplace. Uh, generally speaking, we're going to have um, guests that um, have experienced some of the things that you're talking about from the emergency department uh, to inpatient units. Uh, we're going to have some of our safety specialists um, as part of these, this series, some uh, talking about uh, the plans that we need to have in place and the plans that we need to bring awareness around because we can't, we can't really um, implement those plans if nobody knows what they are. And then also if there's plans that we need to develop uh, to continue to make this a safe place, which I know that that does exist. 
um, that that will have discussions uh, with those people. We're going to bring uh, the chair and co-chair of our workplace violence uh, committee on, and we're going to talk about what they're doing in the hospital and how you can get involved. Um, we're also going to reach out to some of our counseling staff uh, to talk to our um, counseling staff to say, hey, what is it that a caregiver is is feeling that they may not be willing to share with us? And how do we um, not only uh, avoid uh, these kind of scenarios, but how do we meet that caregiver where they are uh, in the frustration, in the anger, in the hurt, in the confusion, and all those emotions that come during these biting, uh, punching, kicking, even just moments of fear. Uh, I, I showed up to help somebody and now I'm scared that I might need help myself. Um, and we're going to close out the series with uh, Lindsay Timberlake, uh, one of our uh, counselors and um, legal advisors. And she's going to talk a little bit about uh, where the responsibility is on an organization and what, what organizations should really be focusing on uh, to make sure that not only from a compassionate uh, side uh, that that we're meeting people where they are, uh, but we're also really uh, making sure that uh, ethically and legally uh, we're making sure we're getting everything done here uh, at Covenant Health. So I am uh, so thankful to sit in this room and hear you uh, launch this episode for so many people. I think it's going to impact uh, what people know and what they think and what they hear. Um, so we will um, be opening up uh, this uh, workplace um, safety um, series with uh, our caregivers, April Hayes and Jason De La Cruz. They are the um, workplace violence chair and co-chair at Covenant Medical Center. And they're going to talk to you about what's going on, some of their plans, some of the reasons why uh, we are doing what we're doing and things that we need to develop. And uh, then we'll transition into some of those caregivers who have experienced uh, some of this stuff. So thank you so much for bringing up this topic. Uh, I'm Daniel Ronick, the Chief Nursing Officer at Covenant Medical Center. Uh, We will see you on our next episode. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks for listening to the Connecting with Purpose podcast at Covenant Health with Chris and Daniel. Be sure to catch our next episode and please share this with your fellow caregivers.